You're listening to the Late Night Football Show with your host, Rohit Singh. That's me. On this show, we talk about some of the most serious, least silly topics from the world of football for your entertainment and enjoyment. Please remember that the show is BYOL. Bring your own laughs, since we don't have the budget for a studio audience. Happy listening. everybody and welcome to late night football yes we've got the intro back and we're back here with our uh, preview for this weekend's premier league games and uh, some very a very big game and some really important games as well will be 10 games in for most teams by the end of this weekend so we're going to be about a quarter of the way through uh, in the premier league and uh, this is the point where you start to see a few uh, uh, patterns emerging, you start to see where teams are, and generally you can start to make predictions about where teams are going to finish at the end of the season base uh, starting now, or you can at least start to make predictions on what teams need to do or need to change. So, you know, we're, we're getting to that critical point and it's heating up just like my uh, hair and beard situation, which is out of control. Uh, <laughs> there are a few things out of control for some of the, the Premier League teams. But before we get started, I want to encourage everyone to uh, smash a like uh, if you. Uh, do enjoy this video at the end and also remember to subscribe to the channel if you're new let's see how many we can uh, subscribers we can add by the end of this weekend uh, uh, and you know we want to keep producing great content for you we want to keep uh, uh, you know providing you with uh, analysis reactions news and uh, even any kind of uh, um, I don't, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here but uh, any kind of uh, uh, patterns that emerge and we want to keep doing that so we, you know subscribing allows us to uh, when you subscribe to the channel, that allows us to, you know, to understand what kind of content you like, what kind of content you want to see, uh, and then we can keep producing that for you. So please remember to subscribe and we'll keep uh, listening to you and we'll keep taking that on board as you produce new content. So, so please do that. And we appreciate your support. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get, let's get started. Let's start with, uh, with, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different show because uh, normally I have guests on and we talk about the games and it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's kind of like getting their opinion, my opinion, and usually we go quite long. And I know nobody wants to listen to me talking for an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, so I'm going to try to stick to a few key points, uh, not necessarily of certain games. We're going to try not necessarily a game by game analysis, but what we're going to look at is we're going to look at key issues for certain teams uh, this season and what uh, the upcoming game might provide, whether in terms of challenges or solutions for that. So we're going to kind of look at that. And um, that's going to, it's going to be very, very high level overview rather than trying to get into a game by game analysis. So let's see how that goes. And again, uh, let me know in the comment section if you enjoyed that, if you like, would like to see a different format, if you would like to see different things, uh, please do mention that as well. And uh, you know, keep providing me, uh, uh, me with feedback because I really appreciate that. And I wanna know uh, what it is that, uh, that we can do better to help, to help you out and to provide you the maximum entertainment from these shows. So, all right, so let's start with uh, Liverpool uh, because they, they do play the first game as well. Uh, and also because they probably had the most surprising result of the Champions League uh, week that went by when they lost to Atlanta uh, 2-0. Uh, I mean, they were the only team who lost this, actually. All the, all the other three teams in the, in the Champions League won. And uh, Leicester, I think, were the only other team that drew, uh, that did not win in Europe. Uh, Arsenal and Spurs also won and Leicester drew with Braga. But uh, Liverpool lost. And I think what that highlighted uh, more than anything else is the lack of defensive depth at the club right now. And I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone because they are missing a lot of key players in defense. I mean, you could just see the who's who of, of names 
that they're missing in defense. So that is an issue. But I also think that uh, it, it is a bit of an aberration. I don't think it's a pattern. I think it's just an aberration. And I said this in my review show uh, on Wednesday, but I said it's just a matter that Liverpool rested players for the game against uh, Atlanta because they don't need to win that game. They don't even need to beat Ajax, actually, and they'll still qualify. If they beat uh, Michelin in the last game, even if they lose to Ajax, they'll still qualify. So it really doesn't matter. You know, these are, in essence, these are meaningless games. I'm sure they would have liked to wrap up qualification as quickly as possible. But again, ultimately, so it was it was a sort of pointless game in some ways. A sort of, well, not a pointless game, but a low stakes game for them. So they rested a lot of key players. I expect a lot of the defensive players to come back. And so, and again, Atlanta, offensively, they're on a much, much better level than many teams in the Premier League. I would probably, you could probably count on one finger, as I said, the number of teams that are better than... Uh, uh, than than uh, Atlanta in the Premier League. There's probably only Chelsea and Tottenham that I can think of, um, aside from Liverpool, obviously, but I think only Chelsea and Tottenham are on that level offensively. Nobody else uh, at this point in time. I don't see any other team that's as good offensively. So, you know, again, that, that, that was a bit of an aberration, that result. What will be of concern, though, was the fact that they didn't score any goals because that's that, I think, is a key issue that uh, Klopp will be slightly worried about. But again, they didn't, they didn't, they rested Jota, they started Origi in that game, who hasn't quite been the same since the Champions League winning season. So, you know, there was a little bit of, of changes there as well. So, I mean, and then again, Curtis Jones played, he probably wasn't playing in his natural position. So overall, I think, I think it was one of those results where a lot of people will read, you can be guilty of reading too much into it, or you can be guilty of reading too little into it. I think there are some issues that, uh, that were highlighted in that game. But uh, just the level of opposition was, was so good that uh, you kind of think, fair enough, that these kind of results were bound to happen. And uh, it's not the level of or the caliber of team that they'll face every week in the Premier League. So they're going up against Brighton. I honestly don't see those issues. I think the defense will be much stronger. Uh, Brighton don't carry much of a goal threat in this, in this game. So in this, this season, they haven't carried much of a goal threat. I mean, there's a lot of talk of Lalana coming back to, you know, playing against his old club and what he can do. But yeah, he's not, he's not, he's not, well, let's just say he's not world-class, right? He's not Danny Ings. <laughs> so I, I don't see that being too much of an issue. If he even starts, apparently he might even be injured for that game. So there's that, nothing new there as well. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a disappointing result, but I don't think it was a result that will matter much in the long run. Aside from the fact that it highlights a few issues that we kind of knew existed. Uh, beyond the top, the, the Fab Four for Liverpool, there are offense, there are issues offensively. I mean, Minamino has not, you know, done that well. Origi has not done that well. So they have issues. If uh, one or two of those four, the front four, are not playing or are not playing well, then they might have an issue. But they are, the the chances of you know when you have four players, that's that's why you get four top quality forwards. Because if one of them or two of them doesn't fire, you still have two of them to work. So I mean, again, it's. Uh, it was one of those games, and I think it would be. I think Liverpool will be fine. I think they'll beat Brighton pretty easily. I'm, I'm going, yeah, three nil, four nil. You can take your pick. I think they'll, they'll, it'll be an easy win for for them against Brighton. I don't think Brighton will pose much of a challenge, much of a challenge uh, offensively. And I think their defense will be fine. Their defense will be well rested as well, and I think that's key uh, in in the Premier League because the Premier League now will probably take precedence at least up until uh, the Midland game. If they have to go to that Midland game needing a must win, then that will take priority. But for this week. I think uh, the Premier League was definitely the priority. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity for them because uh, Tottenham and Chelsea play each other this weekend. So Liverpool will at least grab two points on one of them, but they could easily be, you know, three points ahead of one of them as well. So 
you know, and there's absolutely no reason for them to risk, you know, top players in a game that was ultimately low stakes. So there were a few issues highlighted, but I think it should be okay. 3 0 win for them should be. I think that's that's pretty reasonable. 4 0. I think 4 0. I think it was 4 0. 4 0 win. Quite easy. Easy romp for uh, Liverpool against Brighton. Uh, coming to Manchester City, and I said, you know, this, I said this two teams that I think are on uh, Atlanta's level offensively this season. That's probably Spurs and Chelsea, along with Liverpool. So you two on three. The glaring omission is obviously Manchester City, because at this point, Manchester City are absolutely horrendous offensively. I think that's the word because they had 22 shots on target against Olympiacos and they only scored one goal. And the issue there is this is an issue that's been there. A lot of people say, well, they created chances, so that's good. But that's the thing. They have been creating chances this season. Creating chances has not been an issue. They've been creating them. It's the finishing which is letting them down. And I don't know. I can't pinpoint what it is that's missing. Maybe it's the fact that De Bruyne is not in the best of form and he kind of lifts the team with his performances. Maybe there's too much pressure on Aguero and Sterling. Uh, Riyad Mahrez has come off the boil a lot. Like, I mean, like many of us, I mean, I had, predict, I had predicted it as well when, when Mahrez signed for City. I thought he isn't that player on that level. He's, he's a good player. He's a good squad option. I don't think he's a starting option for a team of Manchester City's level. And I think that's been proven over his time at the, at the club that he, he isn't on that level. I mean, Ferran Torres probably is a better bet at this point than Mahrez. So they had those issues and that the players... The offensive players, for some reason, are, I, I don't know whether it's a, a, a confidence issue, whether it's a technical issue. It shouldn't be a technical issue, but it could be a technical issue. You know, the, the desperation as well, because sometimes when you haven't scored a goal, or when you're desperate for goals, you get too overexcited in front of goal. And that's maybe they're snatching at chances that they can finish, or they're getting a little bit too you know, over-eager to score. And so they're passing up players and good opportunities to try to take shots. I don't know what it is, but there is a real problem offensively for Manchester City at the moment that needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed quickly. Um, I think, and, and, and in that vein, I don't think you can have a better opponent than Burnley to address those issues because Burnley this season are not the Burnley that they were the last few seasons. I mean, uh, they've been pretty poor. Again, it's again the same issue. I think, I think a lot of these teams have this issue where teams that were, I mean, Burnley, Brighton, you would even include maybe, maybe, maybe Newcastle, Newcastle definitely, uh, as well as uh, Fulham, West Brom. I mean, these are teams that have issues scoring goals. You don't know where the uh, goals, even Sheffield for that matter, you don't know where the goals are coming from for these teams. You just don't see them scoring goals in these sort of games. You just don't know where the goals are coming from. And most of these teams build their reputation on being defensively solid. Well, not West Brom or Fulham, but the other Sheffield, Burnley, Newcastle, um, Brighton, they were defensively solid teams. So you kind of knew that you went into a game, you, it was going to be a tight, it was not, you know, it was not going to be easy to get past. They could park the bus and they were going to get through games. What's happened this season is they aren't scoring the goals, they've regressed even more offensively. Um, and then, and then, and many of them, in Sheffield's case, I think it's the opposite. They were not defensive, they were always defensively solid, but they also had a very good offensive plan. That offensive plan has been killed uh, this season because of the injuries. And they're not as defensively solid because their defensive plan, because their offensive plan was actually relied on their center halves and their center halves injured. So they've missed out on both sides, sadly. But for the others, they've also lost defensively, something they've lost defensively, not as, as good defensively, and they're struggling offensively anyway. So they're, they're, they're in double trouble at the moment. And that's, uh, that's creating a lot of issues. And therefore, that's the issue with Brighton. It's the same issue with Burnley as well. Burnley, I think, haven't been as solid defensively. They've been on a good run for a couple of games. They've actually had a pretty few good performances, but against a team of Manchester City's caliber, it's a whole different ball game to be that solid. And again, you don't know where the goals are coming from because they don't have the goals. The strikers aren't firing. So, I mean, if there ever wasn't a position to fix your problems, 
I think Burnley is it. And uh, I mean, the City have the benefit now of having qualified for the Champions League knockout stages, so they don't really have to worry about midweek games as much. They can probably rotate a little bit. So I expect a strong City to start this weekend, and I expect them to blow Burnley away. Uh, just because we're talking so much about the offensive issues, I think this would be a game for them to sort of fill their boots and sort of work on, on that. Um, if they do not get it right in this game, then I think you've got to start asking questions about our City. You know, for now, we're all saying City are in a top four base. Like they're going to, top four is the best that they can hope for because they're not going to win the league from here, for sure. They're not going to. But uh, if they lose that game or if they draw this game, then I think you've got to start asking, well, are they certainties for the top four or are they now contenders for top four? So, you know, and that's a big difference. You don't want to be in a top four race. I mean, for City, you definitely don't want to be in a top four race, but you don't really want to be in that in those teams that is trying to compete because that you, you don't want to get there. If you're Manchester City, City, Manchester City, you don't want to go there. You, you really want to make sure that you've got that secured at least. And you want to be looking up rather than looking over your shoulder. But, um, you know, that's all aside. I think I think this game should be an easy win for Manchester City. Again, I say should. Um, and, I, and I think this will be the game where they'll probably get over that. This will be a good game for Aguero to get back into fitness. It'll be a good game for Sterling to get back into a little bit of rhythm as well. Um, I expect, I hope, Phil Foden will start based on what you know he's been doing the last few weeks. It's it's incredible how Foden has been so doing, doing so well for England, doing so well actually for City, and yet he can't you know get starts in in the big games. He doesn't seem to be starting, so I don't know what's going on there. But he should start this one. Um, but I, I, I think it's going to be an easy three 0 three 0 win for for Manchester City. I think it's it's going to be a fill your boots kind of game, and uh, it really will depend on what they do because I I can't see Burnley holding out even though they have me back. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't see, uh, well, Ben me, not me. <laughs> but that's a bit of a joke there. But yeah, but I think uh, I think it should be an easy win for Manchester City as well. It's a good it's a good weekend that way for Manchester City to to, to play Burnley now. I think Burnley are the teams that you probably would want to be playing. Um, moving on to uh, Sunday's game. And moving on to uh, another talking point I think we want to talk about is Manchester United. And uh, that's, uh, again, it's an important one for United as well to think about. I think the, the key thing for Manchester United in this game uh, that's coming against Southampton. It's, that is not a gimme. This is probably uh, going to be uh, Southampton a fifth, by the way, Manchester United a tenth. So, you know, Southampton are ahead of Manchester United. And the Southampton have done so well this season. Ever since the 9 1 defeat to Leicester, they've actually been on a wonderful run. And it's credit to them for what they've done, for what they've accomplished, and looked really, really solid and looked really, really good in attack. And uh, it's going to be a challenge for Manchester United. This game is going to be a challenge for Manchester United. Um, and, you know, I, over the last few years, I think Southampton have had Man United's number. For whatever reason, they've had Man United's number. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, you really don't know what to expect from this game. But uh, the big, the key issue will be that uh, Paul Pogba is injured. So he probably will not start this game. And uh, apparently Scott McTominay is injured as well, so he won't start. So you're kind of expecting it to be Fred and, and uh, Donny to start, although Kim Sosha might go with Matic. We don't know. It might be Fred Matic. It might be Fred Matic, Bruno van der Beek as your uh, as your four, and then Rashford and Martial on the left, and as a striker. That could be the combination. So I expect Greenwood to start this one. I think Greenwood looked pretty sharp, so he might go with Greenwood, Martial, and Rashford again. And then it depends on whether you go with Matic or whether you go with uh, with Donny, depending on on what you see the situation to be. I low key kind of expect him to go with Matic because um, it's just Southampton press so well, so hard. I don't. I, I think he'll want that extra defensive. Uh, Solskjaer will want that extra defensive security. So he'll probably go with Matic and, and Fred. And we we covered this in the last one. I mean, that that central defense is a problem. Um, but if he does want to rest, I think he could rest Lindelof and put in Tuanzibi on 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 this in the center half position. 
And then, you know, you've got a chance to then maybe say, you know what, I've got that cover, so now I can play Donnie. So it will depend on combinations. If you see Maguire, Lindelof, I think it probably will be Matic. And I think it will be Maguire, Lindelof, Matic, and Fred. That will be the, those four that will start. But uh, I would want to see it once he be in Van Der Beek in, obviously. But uh, but a key issue I think will be Paul is is going to be Paul Pogba not for this game now, um, but when Paul Pogba comes back and this is the issue with Paul Pogba this has been an issue with Paul Pogba for a long time is where does he fit into this team now because uh, you know he and I I've said this on social media I said this Paul Pogba doesn't offer anything that one of these other midfielders offer don't like he doesn't offer anything different to what those four midfielders offer and what those midfielders offer individually. Uh, what are their strengths and what Shosha are looking for? So Pogba doesn't offer. So what exactly does Paul Pogba bring to this team now? And I think the answer is nothing different. I mean, that's that's kind of the issue with Paul Pogba, isn't it? Is that he doesn't he doesn't look he, he's just another player at this point. I think he is more of a squad player, more of a role player. Um, he's not as he he can't be a guaranteed starter in this team. He shouldn't be anyway. Um, but I don't think he is anymore. Even the games that he started, he's actually played as a left winger and not as a uh, you know as as a central midfielder. He's played more games on the left wing. Than he has in central midfield, so you know, so I don't think even Solskjaer sees him as, as an option in midfield anymore, or at least not as an option in a two-man midfield that he's trying to play. I don't think he sees him an option. So where does he fit? And I think that's an issue. And I think ultimately, when you're paying nine, he, you know, the problem is for Paul Pogba is that he's always going to be judged on his price tag. And for the price tag that they paid for him, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I think, I think for him to just be a role player is probably a bit of a uh, an embarrassment and a bit of a disappointment as well from his part to, to just be a squad player at this point. But I mean, that, that that's just the way it is. I mean, Bruno Fernandes, I think Bruno Fernandes has become the player that everyone thought Paul Pogba was going to be. And he hasn't, hasn't gotten, he has just hasn't, hasn't made it there. And I don't want to make this a Paul Pogba centric episode, but if you guys let me know in the comments, if you want, I can do an episode on Paul Pogba and what has gone wrong uh, with him in Manchester United. I have so many thoughts about Paul Pogba and everybody does and everybody has thoughts on Paul Pogba. But I do have quite a few thoughts on that. So if you want to see that, uh, smash a call, uh, send me a comment uh, on, on this video and let me know that you want to see that. And I'll be happy to do one for you next week. We can look at that for sure. Um, but uh, uh, this one, I mean, but coming back to this game, I think uh, I think the team fairly picks itself. I mean, depend, there's a few injury issues with Van Bissaka, Lendloff. But I mean, barring injuries issues, I think the team pretty much picks itself because there are not a lot of options elsewhere. So... Um, but yeah, I don't see. I mean, like I said, it. I'm, I'm not. I'm never going to back United for a win again this season. So I can't back them for a win. I wouldn't back them against a team that's ahead of them anyway in the league. In Southampton, are doing so well. I think Southampton will probably win this because this is at home. This is the kind of game that United have made a habit of losing. They won three games in the bounce. They look good, and now you know they're going to be a little bit complacent in this game. They're going to be. They're going to be a little bit lax, and they're going to lose it. That, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, it'll be a very jammy goal that they will concede right up. And uh, they they'll lose this game. I think that's. I think I'm going with the with the. the it's hard to pick the scoreline. Maybe probably a two nil to Southampton. I think two nil. Uh, maybe yeah. I mean two nil. I think it's going to be two nil. That's that's what I'm thinking. It's going to probably going to be two nil to Southampton. I, I um, I'm going with United not being able to score as well. I mean I don't know why I'm picking it, but that's just you know it's, it's out of the box. I know most people will probably predict uh, Southampton to lose, United to win, but I'm going with the two nil win for Southampton. Uh, I just I just feel like it's going to be one of those disappointing Sunday nights. Or Sunday morning, Sunday nights, depending on what time you're watching it, it's gonna be one of those disappointing Sunday games. I never like Sunday games, by the way. They always seem to, you know, uh, not be so good. So, but yeah, I think that's probably what's gonna happen uh, with them. I think, I think building up though to the big game, Chelsea against Spurs, and uh, it's an early, it's it's an interesting, intriguing clash, by the way. And uh, the the funny thing is that Chelsea, that Spurs go into this game as the better team, or uh, the more informed team 
over Chelsea. So that's that's something, isn't it? That doesn't happen often, but it's happening this season and in this game. And um, there's a lot of optimism around Tottenham. And uh, they have changed. I think Mourinho has changed tack. He has changed the way he's operated, the way he's been operating. He looks a little bit more calmer, a little bit more, uh, you know, offensive-minded. But uh, this game will be the litmus test. Because this, I think, against City, it was quite obvious what, they, what the plan was and they stuck to it and they got through it. I mean, City, you know, they got all loads of issues uh, of their own. But Chelsea are going to be a different nut. I, I, what, what I'm going to, what I see happening here, and I, I saw it against Liverpool, and I've seen it against Manchester United. Lampard parked the bus in both games. He parked the bus in both games, and I think he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again, again against Spurs because I think this season he's come out with this mentality that when I play the big boys, I am not going to lose the game. No matter what, I don't want to lose the game. I don't mind not winning, but I don't want to lose the game. It didn't work against Liverpool, uh, but he and I don't think, and it didn't work against Spurs in the League Cup. But he's gonna try it again. But it worked against Manchester United, and I think he's gonna go back to it. He's gonna back going to go back to that bell of trying to uh, you know, stifle the opposition. So I expect Kante, I expect Kovacic to start. Kante and Kovacic to start. Mount will probably start as a winger. Uh, Havertz will probably have, then they probably do Havertz, uh, Tammy, and and uh, Werner uh, up front. Maybe he might change it. I mean, there's talk that well, I mean, no, sorry, uh, probably have Ziyech, right? Yeah, Ziyech will probably start on the right wing, and Mount may play on the left, probably. Uh, but I think that's that's the way he's gonna go. I definitely I can see both Kante and Kovacic starting. I may be wrong. I could be wrong, and maybe Lampard has figured out that he's got a very good offensive team. But I just based on what he's been doing, it feels like that's his attitude towards these games. Is I don't want to lose them. He did that against Sevilla as well, by the way. It feels like I don't want to lose these games. I don't mind not winning, but I don't want to lose these games. And uh, I think that's probably what's gonna be. I hope not. We want to see free flowing attacking football. But I can kind of understand if he does that. So uh, yeah, I mean that's my prediction. I think I think Lampard's going to park the bus, and that's going to be. And I think that might play into Spurs' hands because Spurs wouldn't mind them parking the bus because then they can really go on the offensive. But uh, it might even be a case of a battle of attrition. Maybe Spurs might even be like, yeah, you know what, we're parking the bus as well because you know Chelsea are really offensively good as well because it's a matter of anticipation, right? Um, so it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be an interesting, intriguing match. And I think it will be one of those very tight, cagey affairs. I don't see it being a free-flowing attacking affair. And as a manager, you don't really want... I mean, for the neutrals and for fans, it's great to watch a really free-flowing attacking game. But as a manager, that's that you don't want that. You don't want a free-flowing attacking game from both sides. You want to be controlling. You want to be dominant. You want, you want it to be you know, going in your favor, whatever that is. So um, I see that happening. But uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be a very interesting game to watch. And it's important because, as I said, Liverpool will be watching this one. They'll be hoping for a draw because then that means they pick up two points on both. Um, I think, and therefore, that's why, that's why I think it would be, it, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you want a team to win, if only because you want them to get, you know, you want to see Liverpool getting challenged this season. And the longer that goes on, the better it is. So I hope that there is a winner. From this game because that really would, would really uh, mean a lot. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, it's, it's hard to predict. I think the key battle uh, for me will be Kane against Silva and how Thiago Silva, because Thiago Silva is going to be the, the, the senior partner in that defense and how he marshals Kane and how he makes sure that he marshals that defense against Kane because Kane nowadays plays almost as a false nine. He drops in, he tries to be in the other teams. So as long as Silva understands that and doesn't go chasing after him and leaving gaps, it's going to be fine. But if he gets sucked into that battle and if he tries to, you know, mark him and, you know, lose his positional sense, then Silva's too experienced for that. So he shouldn't be doing it. But if he does, because of Busel, then it's a problem. But if not, I think that, that will be, you know, then Kane will have trouble dictating play. So I think that's that's going to be key. Uh, that battle is going to be key. Silva against Kane. I think that's my pick 
for what's going to be important um, for that important battle. Um, and in a way, it will probably be Spurs' attack against Chelsea's defense because if, Spurs, if Chelsea can neutralize Spurs' attack, I think they have enough in the Arsenal to, uh, no pun intended, to hurt uh, to hurt to hurt uh, uh, Spurs offen offensively. But uh, we shall see. We shall see how it goes. I think in terms of scoreline, I I want Tottenham to win, not because I have anything against Chelsea, because Spurs winning you know keeps Liverpool honest in the title race. So you know I would want Spurs to win just for that reason. But uh, I, my gut feeling is telling me it's going to be a draw. It's going to be a one-one draw or something like that because I, I just feel like uh, the teams are not going to be going at it, and uh, it just feels like it's going to be a cagey affair. So yeah, I think it's going to be a draw between uh, Chelsea and Spurs. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a great free-flowing attacking game. I usually am wrong with my predictions, by the way. I just want to make that clear. I'm usually wrong with my predictions. So that's why, you know, I have to make predictions for things that I don't want because if I predict what I want to happen, it probably won't happen. So now that I've said that, I may have given it away. But uh, yeah, I think that's it's hardly going to be a cagey affair, a draw between those two teams. But uh, anyway, that's my roundup. I don't want to cover, as I said, I don't want to go through all the games. I know, I know, it's, I don't want, I know people don't want to listen uh, to me rap, yap on and on and on for an hour. Um, but I hope you found that interesting. I hope you found some of my uh, high-level analysis interesting. I didn't go too deep into, into games or into particular battles, but uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about and there's so little time usually in these shows, but I'd be happy to uh, you know, cover more ground if you wish. Let me know in the comments what else you know, would you like to see me do in these sort of preview, preview shows and we can uh, cover a lot more of that. Um, I'd love to hear from you for sure. Uh, please, uh, I mean, I'll be back in. I mean, by the way, yes, here's a big thing. Fans are coming back. Uh, we totally didn't cover that. Fans are coming back next week, not this week, they're coming back next week. So we'll actually do that in depth next week to see what impact that's going to have, because that is going to be critical. A few teams are not going to be allowed to have fans. Other teams are going to have 2,000 fans. It's not a big number, but it might make an impact. And, and we're going to discuss that next week, because that is going to be a very key talking talking point as well for a lot of, for a lot of uh, people. I think there'll definitely be something to, to keep in mind uh, for sure. But uh, we'll talk about that next week. But yes, fans are coming back from next week, all things being equal and good. We don't know situation changes daily. We just don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I mean, you know, stay safe. I mean, I know everybody's sort of still in lockdown, at least at home. So stay safe. Uh, have a good evening, morning, whatever time you're watching this. And uh, hope you enjoy the weekend's uh, Premier League games. All the best uh, to all of you uh, for your teams. Hopefully, you know, your teams do well, except if you're a Southampton fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope your team doesn't do well. I'm kidding. Uh, but yes, I do hope that, uh, that, every, or that, you know, you have a good, enjoyable weekend. Football ahead of you because there's such a lot of actions now hitting up. We're getting into the season, but the season's up and running, and uh, you know it's it's, it's going to get it's going to get more and more uh, nerve-wracking, frustrating. It's all going to the emotions are going. It's going to be even more emotional. Uh, by the way, quick information as well. I have now got my FIFA 21. I finally bought it. I was waiting for the Black Friday sale for prices to drop. They did, and the cheap skit that I am, I purchased it at half price. So I finally have FIFA 21 for my PS4 and uh, next month, if you want to see, I mean, I know FIFA 2000, a lot of people saw it. A lot of people didn't weren't that interested in it, which is totally fine. I get it um, a bit heartbroken, but that's okay. Uh, um, but if you want to see me playing FIFA 21, please let me know as well. Um, I'm going to put this out again on my social media channels and I'm going to mention it again in my shows. If you want to see me uh, play, doing a career mode in FIFA 21, uh, please let me know and I'll be happy to schedule that in as well so we can, uh, do it together. I wasn't very impressed with it, overly impressed with it actually to begin with, but we can, you know, dive more into that later on. I, you know, yeah, it was, it was all right. It wasn't that great. 
but uh, but you know, let me know. Let me know um, if you want to see me playing it, and if you wanna you wanna you know relive that. More than happy to do. That. I'm not a very good gamer, by the way. In case anybody saw my FIFA 2000 show uh, shows, I'm not a very good gamer. I'm a pretty amateur gamer. I suck at it. But uh, you know, I know I know people like uh, you know reliving uh, that, and at least they United have a chance to win a league title which they want in real life. So uh, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know if you want to see that, and I'd be more than happy to to oblige if people are interested. So uh, again, smash a like if you enjoyed this show. Remember to subscribe to the channel if you're new. Let's see if we can, you know, just two subscribers away from 120. So let's see if we can cross that. And, uh, you know, I want to keep producing content. I want to keep producing these shows. So, uh, you know, if you subscribe, we can keep making these kind of shows. We can keep doing more and more interactive stuff. So please do subscribe uh, if you enjoy it. And uh, we'll keep working hard to make sure that you're entertained uh, through these shows. So thank you so much for supporting and thank you so much for giving your support. Have a good evening, have a good weekend, and I will see you tomorrow. Uh, match reactions, uh, I'll be there for the uh, first game, Brighton Manchester City, right up, we'll be right after that one. Uh, we'll do for the Brighton Manchester City game as well as the Liverpool game, we'll do reactions for both of those tomorrow. So please stay tuned, please, and if you subscribe, you do get notifications as well for that. But have a good day, uh, enjoy the rest of your, uh, uh, you know, enjoy until I see you again. Uh, take care, bye-bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to that episode of Late Night Football. We need your help to grow this channel, so if you've been enjoying the show thus far, please do like and subscribe to this channel and share it with your friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, drinking buddies, fellow football fans, and anybody else you know or don't know. We really appreciate it. Uh, please also follow us on Twitter and Facebook via the links in the description below and spread the word about us. Take care.